And maybe the most rapid descent in coaching history. There's a new job on the market, and you you too can apply for it. The head football coaching job at Florida is now open, and Cam, less than 365 days ago, Florida was getting ready to play Alabama in the SEC championship game with what I would say was still a chance to go to the college football playoff, even after a loss to LSU. Yep. Still a chance if you had beaten Alabama to go to the college football playoff. And since then, just a rapid descent into not even mediocrity to being one of the worst teams in the SEC, losing to a bad team, a few bad teams to wind up the season, but just losing to a bad Missouri team in a bad way where your offense couldn't get anything going. So the, the Dan Mullen era has come to an end. Two and nine in his last 11 games against Power 5 opponents. Two and nine. One of those was Vanderbilt. And now the Tennessee loss just seems weird. Like, because Tennessee's been such a good team lately, the fact that they got smacked by Florida just seems weird. But as we sit here, how surprised are you that we are looking at a head coaching vacancy at the University of Florida. I'm shocked because, I mean, last year we're talking about even when Florida lost to LSU and Texas A&M and Bama, we're like, man, they're a top-five team. Right. We were talking about how great they were with Pitts and Trask and Kadarius Toney, and then fast-forward this year, Dan Mullen's already out, and he's one of the best play callers in college football, at least from our perspective he is. And it's just shocking. It's already just – like you said, not even 365 days later, he's already out. I'm shocked. I wonder who's going to be the next head coach. I, I've seen some reports where they say Lane Kiffin might like Miami. Um, I've seen that's been the connection. I don't know who will be the next head coach, but I'm shocked. I mean, they've been struggling the past couple of weeks, like South Carolina, right? Um, Sanford, and you know, now to a Missouri team who hasn't really been all that great this year. I'm shocked. Well, to me, it comes down to one thing. And it's recruiting. Mm -hmm. You saw what Dan Mullen was able to do with players, right? When he had Kyle Trask, you have Kadarius Toney, you have Kyle Pitts. He was able to, and I'd even say on the flip side of that, the Ventrell Millers uh, in the defense last year was pretty dang good. When you have the players, as you mentioned, he's one of the best play callers in college football. But Kirby Smart, I think, kind of summed it up this season in a postgame press conference saying you, you just can't out-coach recruiting. You can't out-coach. Like, I, I can know – I can scheme you up. Mm -hmm. But when you have Jordan Davis and Trevon Walker and Devontae Wyatt, they're just going to make you wrong because they're that talented. So recruiting is 90% of the game. Getting the guys on campus, building the roster, and then rolling them out there. That's what Florida needs next. Like – taking nothing away from Dan Mullen as a coach because when it comes to scheming things up, like we said, he's one of the best there is. Not a great recruiter. All the five stars Florida had on their roster were transfers. Pulling five stars in from Penn State, right? Pulling five stars in from Georgia. They didn't get a single one of them to their team, and then you have a guy like Jaheim Singletary who decommitted mm -hmm. from Florida, the five-star corner, and then yesterday commits to Georgia. Ouch. It, it just it comes I didn't know that. Yeah, it comes down mm. to recruiting and Florida was getting their tails handed to them. 
And so t- if you're talking about their next guy, I think it has to be somebody who could just absolutely get after it on the recruiting trail. I'm kind of hesitant on Lane Kiffin. Oh, no, I'm hesitant. I, I don't yeah. know that that would be the great fit that everyone seemingly thinks it's going to be. To me, Lane Kiffin is a very volatile hire. Can he get it done? Yeah, but, I mean, he's supposed to be this offensive guy, and Ole Miss's offense has been very average this year. With Matt Corral at quarterback, scored yeah. 31 points against Vanderbilt. Yeah. Scored 26 points at Tennessee. Like, they – or thir- was it 31 at Tennessee, too? Gave up 31. Yeah, go, but yeah, it's just 31. been super okay with this, this supposedly magic offense. Why were his offenses so great at Alabama? Well, you had NFL offensive linemen. You had Derrick Henry. You had Amari Cooper. You had all those Calvin wide receivers. Ridley. Yeah. yeah, you had the guys. It comes down to going out and getting those guys. There's a couple of names that, if you're talking from like, I get it from a Florida fan base. You want the name to come in and take over your program, and you just want somebody to breathe a breath of fresh air into the program. I'm looking at it from the other perspective is from a Outside looking in, who would scare the rest of the SEC East? Which coaching hire would scare them? I want to throw a couple names at you. Number one is Mario Cristobal. He's from the state of Florida. He's done an excellent job of recruiting no matter where he's been. He's a Miami alum, so there's thoughts that if that job comes open, does he go to Miami? I don't think he would leave Florida for Mm -hmm. that. But he can recruit. And he was on that Nick Saban staff. He was an offensive line coach. Obviously, Lane Kiffin, offensive coordinator on the Nick Saban staff. But Mario Cristobal and then Kyle Whittingham from Utah. I think it would take a lot of money. I love what Utah does every year. They compete every year. I I think it would take a lot of money. But then you're kind of following that same Urban Meyer track where you go get the coach who's just turned a program into a dominant one. I mean, they handled handled Oregon on Saturday. I, I get the Lane Kiffin thought process. You want an offensive coach. You want the kind of snarky coach like a Steve Spurrier in the past, just witty, right? Mm-hmm. But I said the same thing. Dan Mullen tried to be witty. He tried to be that guy, and it just was, it just never felt right. That's true. I mean, a guy I would bring up, I know he's not going to go there now, but I saw them get just thrashed Saturday, and you know where I'm about to go, Mel Tucker. Uh out when I was watching that game, it's like what you're saying. You can only coach so well. Yeah, you can't out coach recruiting in Ohio State. They, yeah, they have, have three. The they have three NFL wide receivers. Yeah, and two NFL running backs and an NFL and an NFL quarterback. They and and a, a, a really good play caller at the helm. Um, and I just think Michigan State, whether Mel Tucker is a great coach or not, they don't recruit as well as Ohio State. But if you go to Florida, well, I'll, I'll say this though about Mel Tucker is he hasn't really had a chance to get his guys in. This is only his true. second year. One of them that's was true. a COVID year, and I'll give him a ton of props for what he was able to do in the offseason is he realized his roster wasn't good enough. So what did he do? He adapted, new, used the new rules, used the transfer portal, and brought in 20, 30 new guys. That's true. At Michigan State, and he got them into the top 10 this year. And Kenneth Walker, at least for a while, was a Heisman candidate. Yeah, that's who was diminished what? Saturday. It was yeah. what? A transfer. Mm-hmm. So I think Mel Tucker gets in. If you want to go out and get somebody, again, another Nick Saban, Kirby Smart disciple, I, I think that would be a good hire. I would watch out for Mel Tucker in the LSU Okay. hire there. But another name to keep an eye on for a lot of jobs apparently is Mark Stoops, the head coach for Kentucky. Uh, they're Apparently Florida's mm-hmm. looking at him. Apparently LSU mm-hmm. is looking at him. But how about this news? 
This is from Football Scoop on Twitter, but it's been reported by a few different people now. Washington's head uh, head coaching job is open. They fired Jimmy Lake. Cam, can you guess one of the names on their short list For that why? they have already begun vetted or vetting? Excuse me. Washington. Yep. Nah. Brian Harson, the head coach, one year, first year head coach at Auburn, what? is being vetted by Washington. Now he's a guy who was the head coach at Boise State. He's okay. kind of up from that area. But how wild would it be after one year at Auburn to see him hit the road and go to the West Coast? I mean, that would be really weird because even though Auburn season is has been kind of up and down, I I still respect their season. I mean, what, they're 7-4 and four right now? I think they lost to Georgia, Texas A&M, Penn State. I mean, those are not really – Yeah, but you also lost to South Carolina. Okay, that – oh. Wow, I, 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 yeah, I, I, weekend, I didn't know. See, I didn't, yeah. see, see, I admit, I, hey, for everybody that's out there listening, I didn't watch much football what after. What happened, Cam? No, I saw the Falcons lose 25-0, and it ruined my and, week. And you just needed, you needed a break? Yeah, yeah, I needed – no, I, I did need a break. I, I'm preparing myself for these good, next couple it, of weeks. It was a good week to take a, a break because yeah. not, nothing surprised. You know what this week was? It was the Romeo Cornell, they are who we thought they were week. Yeah. Michigan State. Everybody's been trying to ride their jock straps mm-hmm. all year. I've been trying to tell y'all they haven't played anybody. And what happens when they play some folks? They get beat. I still got to support my people. They got, but they yeah. got, they yeah. got housed. They did. Is they a did. better way to put it. It was just you, you found out. Wake Forest, right? Wake Forest, top 10 team. Could they potentially be a playoff team? What happened? Yeah. Well, you give up 48 points That's mad. to yeah. Clemson. Right? You get absolutely demolished. It was just we, we found out about a lot of these teams out there. And it just it is what it is. Now, here is a question I do have for you, though. What, what did we find out about Alabama this weekend? Whew, I think you find out a lot. They gave up 35 points at home to there you Arkansas. Go. You find out a lot because Arkansas, they've been struggling to score the ball. And K.J. Jefferson was able to you know, put up some numbers as far as passing and touchdowns. I don't know what Auburn game plan is against Alabama. I oh, mean, I'm not worried about Auburn. Auburn's got T.J. Finley as their starting quarterback. Yeah. They just lost South Carolina. They're done. That, that's They're true. They're going to get smoked by Alabama. But I'm just – I want to see what 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 type of mentality Alabama goes into that game. I just want to see because well, they are going on the road. Here, Iron Bowl. Here's where I'm at is you're looking at the defense, and I'm just thinking SEC championship here. K.J. Jefferson threw for 326 yards and three touchdowns against Alabama. Traylon Burks, eight receptions, 179 yards, two touchdowns. Now, Bryce Young had a Heisman Day, 559 yards through the air, five touchdowns. He saw C.J. Stroud and had the answer. Oh, yeah, and it was a really, really good answer there. But I was just looking at 300 yards and three touchdowns for K.J. Jefferson against Alabama. Do you care to guess what his stats were against Georgia? He didn't have over Both of these games on the road. Yeah, he didn't have over 100 against Georgia. Or he made Eight of barely. 13, 65 yards. Yeah. Yeah, against bad. Georgia, and that's the difference right there. And I know you know, you know how many receptions Traylon Burks had against Georgia? Two, three for ten yards. Okay, well, you know we're just gonna have to see it. That's a neutral site. SEC. I'm I'm so it. You don't understand. If you told I'm me so, if you told me Alabama had more wins in Mercedes Benz than the Falcons did, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, Falcons I mean, still haven't won there this year. That's just terrible. You you got that big old stadium and you can't win a game there. 
or even score a touchdown. Yeah, I saw the there. I saw the average attendance right now for NFL games is like around sixty thousand. I wonder how much of that is just the fact you put like ten thousand in Mercedes Benz every weekend. Yeah, hurting the hurting the national average. Yeah, hurting the national average because I saw a Thursday night. It was that's how you know they are t- they're just bad. You're four and five. Yes, a game from five hundred, a game from being in a playoff spot, and fans don't even show up. Because you know how you know how bad the team fans don't even show up. It's ridiculous, but Alabama has more success than Mercedes-Benz. Okay, you were at the Washington game, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. It says that there was. It <laughs> said no. It says that there was sixty-eight thousand people. No, it was not. No, it was not. No, it was not. I was at the game. No, it was not. They're lying. I, I promise you, they're lying. No, they're because I think the capacity <laughs> is seventy-five thousand. I hey, there's sixty-eight thousand. I saw it. Yeah, it was sixty-eight thousand walking outside in, in downtown, but it was not. I promise you, I was at the game. It was not that many people. It was so many empty seats. I have videos and screenshots of the empty seats that was in Mercedes-Benz. It, I mean, it was it was embarrassing. I'm like, wow. I'll say this about Mercedes-Benz. I think they kind of hurt themselves, and they don't care about this because they just want you to get inside the doors. I think they sell a lot of tickets, but inside Mercedes-Benz, there's so many different things to do besides exactly. watch the game. They have restaurants and lounges and bars mm-hmm. and video games and different things it's you like can do. like a club. Yeah, there's different things you can do besides, you know, Watch the watch, game. Watch, watch yeah. the game. So I wonder how many people are actually in there and they just like weren't in their seats. But watch coming up on December fourth. Oh, oh no, it's gonna be packed. It's like, not gonna packed, be none packed. of that. Yeah, it's not gonna be none of that club stuff. Because see, that, I just me, I like football. I went to all the games. At Georgia Dome has season tickets for like five, ten plus years, somewhere around that time frame. I like football and. That's what college brings. Those guys, when they come into that stadium, those fans, it's they're going to sit down it's and they're going to watch. It's yeah. totally different. Totally. They're not, not even sitting down a lot, standing up a lot. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. You have an NFL stadium and the soccer team puts more fans in there than the NFL team. You could probably bring the freaking – You could probably bring Georgia in there and let them play every home game. They'll bring oh, more God, fans. Oh, that would be sold out every time. Yeah, it would be sold out every time. But the team that is a part of that stadium, that brands that stadium, you cannot put fans in the stands. I just – so you're saying there wasn't 68,000 people there for Washington? No. No, it wasn't. I don't even know if it was 40,000. No. I'll it say was this. a lot of people walking Let me go, around. Can I go off on a tangent that's like a tangent to a tangent because we've already gone go, off on a tangent? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I saw some pictures this weekend from some of the high school playoff games around here. And high school football in South Georgia is big. Big mm-hmm. time. You're from, you're from Atlanta like I am. Yeah, yeah. Like it's, it's, big it's big around like the school itself, but like – Community-wise, mm-hmm. high school football is big down here. I saw some pictures of some stadiums for some really big games. And uh, crowds were sparse. And it was like in the 50s. It was a little bit chilly for South Georgia weather. But it was embarrassing. Some of the crowds I saw down here were some really good football teams here in mm-hmm. South Georgia that were playing in playoff games. Uh, and I'll just I'll say this. If you don't go to the games – you're not allowed to complain. I'm I'm just gonna put it like mm-hmm. that. If you don't go to the games, if you're if you're listening to this, you live in Ireland and you're from South Georgia. Obviously, this does not pertain to you. But if you live in the city and you don't go to the games and you didn't have to work and you're just out doing something else on Friday night, you're not allowed to complain. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm at because I saw some really good teams that had really good seasons this year and. The stadiums were maybe 25, 30% full. I just and think, that's embarrassing. I think things have changed, man. Just hey, They really haven't, though. You go out to Ware County, 
Mm-hmm. That thing's packed out. Oh, yeah, that's packed. Every Friday That night. was a great go atmosphere. Out, go out to Pierce County mm-hmm. on a Friday night. Never been there, but Ware County, that was, yeah. that was packed. Yeah, go out, go out to Pierce County on a Friday night. See if there's any empty seats in that stadium. I just, I don't know. I, I, I know when I was in high school, every game that I went to was packed. Because, I mean, people just wanted to come out. The community wanted to come out and watch football, especially if your team was really, really good, especially the playoffs. Yep. Who doesn't go to a playoff game? Wait, it's $20. It's not even that. I mean, I think a lot of them down here are 10 15 bucks. Even better. And I know when I was in high school, at, uh, back at Woodland, it was about $25 yeah. to get into the game. But you would go because you're good. Your team is good. You're competing. Mm-hmm. You're in the Sweet 16, Elite Eight. You're cheering on your friends. and fan- I just don't understand it. It's, I, it's, I guess it's different. I don't know. You could pay $100 to go see the Falcons lose 25-0. You could. So. And that's just, it's just not a good time. You can spend the whole time in the lounge. It's, and there you go. Yeah. There Watching you go. other games. Even at the bar. You know, drinking the new Cactus <laughs> Travis Scott drink. The new I Travis had, Scott I had, drink. I had it. It was, it was bad. It was bad. It wasn't, no. There you go. Cam likes the drinks. The bigger the umbrella, the better <laughs> in his drink. But, again, there's some big games coming up this Friday night. A lot of South Georgia teams still in it. Appling County still in it. Pierce County mm-hmm. still in it. Benedictine's hosting a playoff game. Calvary Day's hosting a playoff game. If you were a fan of one of those teams – and you want the right to complain or say anything about it, you need to get your butt out there and watch the game. It's a good time. It's really good football in South Georgia. Get out and watch the dang high school football. Watch high school sports in general. There's some really good baseball around here, some really good softball, girls, boys and girls basketball. Really good down Ready here and really that. fun. Get out and support your local schools. Yep. You want to give back? It's the best way to do it, and you get entertained. And, you know, you, there's nothing that tastes better in this world than a hot dog and a hamburger from the concession stands. Hamburgers from concession stands hit different. You can have your gourmet burgers. I'll take the $3 cheeseburger from the concession stands. We've got to take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk some more college football next right here on ESPN Radio. Let's talk playoff scenarios. Second down on ESPN Radio presented to you by the Uniform Source. Cam, we are already to rivalry week, which means it's the final week of regular season college football. is just absolutely flown by. But as we sit right now, and I want you to tell me if you think I'm wrong, I'm going to make some wide-ranging statements about the college football playoff. Okay. The ACC and the Pac-12 are done. Absolutely. Wake Forest gets demolished by Clemson. Oregon gets eviscerated by Utah. So the two contenders left from those conferences, both done. So you have two of the five Power Five conferences done. Ohio State's the best team in the country. I can't go with that. I would give you second. I just don't. What about 1B? No, I'll give you second. Like, if, if Ohio State and Georgia met on a neutral field right now. Right now, I would go right Georgia. Now. Like, But what would the point spread be? I would actually go Georgia by a touchdown. I'd give them a whole touchdown only because of this. I do like Ohio State, but when I, I've seen them play against decent defenses like Penn State, they struggle. They put up 33, but that's because Penn yeah, State's offense for was really folks bad. folks who don't know, I believe Michigan State had the worst pass defense, defense in yeah. the Power Five. It was bad. Yeah, one bad. of the worst in the country. Yeah, it's bad. And I don't really think outside Should of— Should Michigan State fans be able to sue Mel Tucker for only giving Kenneth Walker the ball six times? Yes and no. Uh, they they need to give Ken, uh, Mel Tucker a pass. I mean, you're not supposed to be 
I, I know Michigan State people. They know they're not necessarily supposed to be eight and two, nine and two. They know not, it. Not right now. Yeah. They're not going to admit it. I said this is the beginning of the it. year. I said this is the beginning of the year. The Big Ten did a really good job of keeping their conference in the narrative by backloading the schedule. Yeah. You didn't have Ohio State, Michigan State early, right? You mm-hmm. didn't have obviously Ohio State, Michigan is like the last game of the year every year. But Ohio State, Michigan was like what? Or no, Michigan State, Michigan was like what? Uh, like week six or seven. So like yeah, they yeah. like backloaded the schedule. So you had a bunch of top 10 teams because they hadn't really played anybody until they got to the end of the year. So that's a really nice job. But now we know, and I think it's going to get proven again this week, Michigan's going to get exposed by oh, Ohio yeah, State. It's, it's going to be but bad. Yeah. I think right now, if they played, I think Ohio State would beat Georgia right now. I got Georgia. That and I think I think I Ohio State's it. the one team that Georgia really doesn't want to see. That I now that one I give they you. They have they have three NFL wide receivers. I give you that. Now, do I think they'll create problems for Georgia? Yeah. But I think Georgia will beat them because I don't think CJ Stroud hasn't seen a defense like that, clearly. Um when he has seen a defense, he struggled. Remember, they only beat Nebraska. That game was only a six point game, and that's a three and seven Nebraska team. So but all of Nebraska's games are a one one score they, game. That's wild. If Georgia played Nebraska, what you think the That'd score would be? Bad. Yeah, it'd be bad. bad. I don't know. I may, I may be over, I may be overreacting to the fact that Ohio State and Georgia were both playing at the same time, and they both basically had the same first half. It's just Ohio State's first half was against Michigan State, mm-hmm. and Georgia's first half was against Charleston Southern. And also, I'm going to say this: Georgia's offense did not look great, especially through the air against Charleston Southern. I don't know how much of that was just, let's not get anybody hurt. We're going to be super vanilla. And also you're playing at noon against Charleston Southern. Mm-hmm. But Georgia's pass offense did not look crisp yeah, it did. whatsoever against Charleston Southern. And that's a couple weeks in a row where, uh, hell, I'll even take it back to the Florida game where it just takes a minute for this team to get going. And I just don't know if you can do that against Alabama and you can do that against Ohio State. That's the scary part. I am scared. I, I'm a Georgia fan, but I am scared because it's just, like you said, the offense hasn't really caught up to where the defense is, and it won't because the defense is great. But, I mean, we just haven't is, really been able to I guess the question, put together a solid I guess the game question like is, is Georgia going to have to score 30 at any point? I, I actually do think they will. Do you, th- you think somebody's going to put up 28 points on that defense? I actually think um, next week, in the SEC championship, you will have to put up 30. Have to. Not, oh, we're going to put up 30. No, you you have to. I, I actually think, think Alabama can score. Because I think Nick offense. Saban is going to give them everything. Because it's it's all or nothing. You, you, oh, you yeah, lose. they have to win. Yeah, they got to win. I think Nick Saban, Bryce Young, they're going to give that defense everything they could possibly handle. So I could see that game 31-24. Let's see. 31-27, 31-28, a late-game field goal. But I mean, okay, Georgia's averaging 40.3 points per game. It's pretty daggum good. Yeah, pretty good. I but, just I, I don't know that any team's going to put up 30 on them. That defense know. is just ridiculous, and it's you, if you have a drive, it's, it's to the point now where it's if you score a touchdown, it's like, wow, there it is. There's the one. I Look, just I mean Charleston Southern they put a touchdown up but did you see how they scored? No, no, it no. Was I didn't. A, I didn't it was a it was an interception by the Georgia defense. Mm-hmm. Interception by the Georgia defense and against like the third team Georgia defense. Mm-hmm. Interception and then the guy who uh, I think it was was it 
Munden picked it off. One of the backups picked it off and then fumbled it. And Charleston mm-hmm. Southern's wide receiver picked up the fumble and ran that in for six. That's lame. Like that's how they gave it up. Okay. So I don't even know if that counts as no an offensive touchdown against Georgia's defense. Well, that's BJ. He's a stat guy, but I feel like right now, if Ohio State's not playing the best football in the country, they're right behind Georgia. I can agree. Um, I would say like, this. I, I think when the college football playoff comes out, the rankings come out, it's gonna be. Unless they just keep it one-two for the sake of Marketing. the SEC championship game, I think it's going to be Georgia one, Ohio State two, Alabama three. I think I think they'll put Bama at two only because they beat a the twenty-first ranked team in the country or whatever they seven. were by seven at home, and Ohio State beat a top ten team by fifty. What? But you want to know what I think it is? I this is why I think fifty if, no forty-nine points. If Alabama loses and they're a two-loss team, I still think Alabama will be at four. That's why they keep them at two right now. I don't think that's the case. I, th- I think they might. I really think they might I think if it's a close game. I think right now, well, the, so the situation is Georgia beats Alabama in the SEC championship game, but it's tight. Alabama then has two losses. I think Cincinnati's in if they remain undefeated. Okay. Because they got a they got a good game against Eastern Carolina coming up. That's at Eastern Carolina, and then Houston, who's a top twenty five team now, that helps would be in lot. the championship. Yeah. Uh, so Cincinnati's going to get in. Ohio State, if everything goes the way we expect it to go, they beat Michigan, and then they beat Wisconsin in the Big Ten championship. They would be in. And then I think you put a one loss Notre Dame in over two loss Alabama. I think they would put a one-loss Big 12 champion because we forgot about the Big 12 champ. And now Oklahoma was probably going to have to beat, or they will, they'll have to beat Oklahoma State twice Yep. if they want that to happen, which would be amazingly difficult. Who won between Oklahoma State and Baylor? I don't know that they played. Yeah, they played. They played. I don't know who won. Then Oklahoma State won that game because Oklahoma State's only losses to Iowa State. Yep, so yeah, they would play. No, now if again. Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma this weekend, it's Oklahoma State Baylor, Baylor in the yeah. Big 10 and then if Oklahoma State wins that, are you after yes. all those wins? Like I think they get yeah. in over Alabama. I, Conference I give you champion that one. beat Oklahoma would have beaten Baylor. And even if Oklahoma wins out. Oh Oklahoma, yeah, Oklahoma, Oklahoma wins out, wins out. they'd get in over Alabama. Yeah. But I, I mean, I do they that. get in over Notre Dame though? Heck yeah. Yeah, they got to. They got to. Notre Dame's just hanging out. They, they they have to get in over Notre Dame. Notre Dame doesn't have a uh, conference championship. Yeah, but that hurts them but bad. Oklahoma drops all the way down to thirteen. It's that TCU and Ohio State treatment that they yeah. had at the beginning of the playoffs. TCU, we, TCU had a better season. They only lost to Baylor by three. Ohio State lost to Virginia Tech by fourteen. But Ohio State had that fifty nine zero win against sure. Wisconsin. That big tw- Big Ten championship would catapult them. So. Woo. I mean, it's weird, man. This is this is going to be fun, but for everyone at the beginning of the year who was like, uh, college football is boring, it's always Alabama and Clemson. Man, I don't know. No, it's not Alabama. I mean, now, that being said, you could have Georgia, Ohio State, if something weird happens and Cincinnati loses, Oklahoma and Notre Dame. That'd be, yeah. That'd be just replacing Bama. And, that's and there's it. still a chance Clemson wins the ACC. I'm not saying they get in the college football playoff, yeah. but... It's like college football's healing. Just kind of so, get back to normal. Who is I, – I mean, I see, I got to map out some of these schedules because I'm just – like, I don't know who Notre Dame plays this week. Uh, Stanford. So they're uh, going to go 11-1. Yeah, they'll win that. Well, but well. Hey, that's Stanford that beat Oregon. Well, well, I'm not going to put nothing past Notre Dame. 
because Notre Dame's due for one every Should single Georgia time. Should Georgia Tech fire Jeff Collins? There's a chance their last two games of the season they get beat 110 to nothing. They got beat by Notre Dame 55 to nothing. And how do you rebound from that? Oh, here comes Georgia. Georgia Tech is And this is the game last year that Georgia Tech bailed on. So Georgia missed out on senior day, and they missed out on uh, – which was, would have been against Vanderbilt, I believe. And then they missed out on Georgia Tech. Yeah, this Georgia might take this personal a little bit, huh? Yeah. Ooh. Plus it's clean, old-fashioned hate. Ooh, and, and Georgia Tech's 3-7. and seven. And if they get beat – like I said, if Georgia beats them 50 to nothing and you lose your final two games 105 to nothing. And they've had some really bad losses like this bad, year, Like bad, bad. That northern Illinois, that hurts. Yeah. 55-0, that hurts. Yeah. Bad. Notre Dame scored on all of their first half possessions. And they had a pick six. And Jeff Collins is supposed to be a defensive coach. Yeah, he might. Well, he will be gone. Three and eight is unacceptable. I don't care what program you are. Georgia Tech was good growing up for me. They were a pretty good, respectable team. ACC championship games and all. Beat Georgia a couple of times, so. This is not the Georgia Tech I'm accustomed to. I will put it like that. Well, you'll find out noon on Saturday. Yeah, they got a chance to go three and nine. Man. Mm-mm-mm. Now what you were looking for at the beginning of the year, four oh four the culture. It well, was zero for the culture on Saturday. Yeah, ain't no Nada four. Nada on no the scoreboard for the culture. I don't know how many All Star specials it's going to take to fix that pain. A lot. But yeah, and again, your. Uh, your bounce back game is against the number one team in the country. Yeah, yeah. You go to Notre Dame and maybe you lose by a touchdown or two. That's respectable. But I mean, look at the four games prior to Notre Dame. You lost to BC by eleven, and that was a tight game. You lost at Miami by three points. You lost to Virginia Tech by nine, and you lost to Virginia by eight. BC like, and Miami with their backup quarterbacks too. Yeah, but I mean, those are all yeah. tight games. But it's like that Notre Dame game, man. That's that's rough. Things aren't going great in Atlanta on Techwood. And now you got the the boys from Athens rolling in, and they're looking pretty dang good. It's going to be interesting. I don't know if we might have another job opening. I just don't know if you want to hop on that market right now with LSU, Florida, USC. Nah. Potentially Oregon if Mario Cristobal leaves, potentially Miami. Miami's going to come open, I have to imagine. They're getting a new athletic director. I I have to imagine Miami's going to come open. Do you, if you're Georgia Tech, want to jump in? To that market, that's the fascinating Does part. Does Derrick King stay at Miami another year? I don't know, man. I think they might That'd ask be year him, seven, like, listen, right? bro, yeah. Nah, yeah, you got to go. Right, listen, man. Oh, yeah. plus Tyler Van Dyke's just completely taken over down there, and he's playing really well. Bunch of 300-yard yeah, games. I see he's played pretty well. And he's just a freshman, so he's got a bunch of years left. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, Derrick, you know, we appreciate you and all that, but yeah. yeah you, you might, might see him on another team. That's I think I think this might be the most fascinating offseason in the history of college football. Because you're going to have Rattler. so many quarterbacks in the transfer portal. Eli Ricks from LSU just entered the transfer portal. The corner. You're going to have so many players in the transfer portal. Could see him go to and Never so mind. many coaches on the move. This is going to be a fascinating offseason. But we also have a really cool end to the season coming up. It's going to be fun to watch. We got the game. Everybody thought we were going to get Alabama, Georgia in the SEC championship. Obviously, we're going to be talking about that one for the next two weeks. But we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back. I'm going to throw an unexpected quiz at Cam. We'll do that next right here on ESPN Radio. Not good at those. Rivalry week coming up. In college football, one of my favorite weeks of the year. And that means 
we get to see some of the best trophies in college football. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to throw some of these rivalry game trophies at Cam, and I'm going to see what he can do. All I need is the, the team names that play in the games. I don't know right? why y'all do this to All me, right? but okay. Well, listen, listen, it's educational not only for you, but it's 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 for the fans in the car because they hey, can play I will be your entertainment. I will be your entertainment. With us, and to me, this is one of the top five in college football coming up this week. Ole Miss, Mississippi State. Can you can you name the trophy? I mean, I know it's the Egg Bowl. There, you, you nailed it. Yeah. It's, it's the Golden Egg, but the name of the game is the Egg Bowl. Okay. There you go. See, you're off to a hot start. Okay. Because we've talked about that one a lot. All right. Let's do this one. The Land of Lincoln Trophy. Now, a lot of these games, you just kind of have to use context clues. And literally, the trophy is Abraham Lincoln's hat. Can I get a conference? Uh, Big Ten. Land of Lincoln. Is it like Nebraska against somebody? Well, he's from Illinois. It's Illinois versus Northwestern. Oh, okay. Oh, ugh. Ugh, okay. <laughs> oh, I like that one. All right. Some of the more bizarre ones. The We have the Golden Boot, which is... Oh, my God. The Golden Boot. It just happened not too long ago. You just told me about this. I did. Can I get a conference again? SEC. The Golden Boot. Oh, man. I will uh, quote Little Wayne. And it's a rivalry? The boot LSU is still towed. Arkansas? Close. Oh, actually, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, nailed it. Nailed okay, it. Cool. Nailed it. Sorry. Cool. I was thinking. Okay, no. This one, though, brings me to the bronze boot. If you get this one, I will buy your lunch. The bronze boot. Am I? It, how about we just give a conference to help out a little bit? Or each one. That that makes. I don't think this will help you out because it's the Mountain West. The bronze boot in the Mountain West. I'm trying to think of Mountain West teams. <laughs> Dang, I remember TCU used, used to be in the Mountain West back in the day. I will go. Is it Boise State? That is not Colorado State, Wyoming. Oh no, nah, yeah, I wasn't getting that. All right, this one's awesome because it's a giant pig, Floyd of Rosedale. A pig. A pig. A giant pig. No clue. Uh, oh. Oh. No. Oh. What's a, what's a pig team? A giant like, pig. Razor, Razorbacks is a pig. Neither one of the teams are named after pigs. Oh, wow. Conference? Iowa, Minnesota. I'll just give it to you. Iowa, Minnesota. <laughs> All right. This one makes me happy. I would not got that. Though. The Alibuck. Illybuck? Alibuck? Illybuck? Illybuck. Yes. Illy Buck. It is literally a giant turtle with what the world with the with the scores painted on his back. A a giant turtle with the yeah. score painted on his back. The, the Illy Buck. Let's Illy think Buck. of a weird team. Illy Buck. No, just use the context clues I'm giving you. Illy. Okay. Buck. Illy Buck. I mean. Illy. Yeah. Buck, Illinois, Buckeyes, Illinois, Ohio State. Illinois, Ohio Play State. Play for the Illy Buck. Okay. 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 The Jeweled Shalila. Oh, Lord. 
This is giving me a headache, y'all. The, the jeweled shalala. Wow, that sounds like a dish. The jeweled shalala. 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 A shalala is a club. A like club? a weapon. Let's think. Oh, oh, a, a club club. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's up north. It's uh, up. kind of. One of the teams are. Yeah. It's uh, uh, Virginia Tech. Mm. <laughs> USC Notre Dame. Oh, man. What about the old Oaken Bucket? Oaken Bucket. That sounds like some down south stuff. <laughs> nope. <laughs> oh, my God. Indiana Purdue. <laughs> okay. The Platypus. Literally a platypus trophy. What's that? Phineas and Ferb. Yeah, Phineas and Ferb. Dang. Where do plat? Where? What state are platypuses most likely to reside? Midwest. What? For real? No, I don't know where platypuses reside. I or- don't even Oregon. Know. Oregon. Oregon State. Oh my gosh! Yes. Okay, that the was platypus. a good one. That was a good one. I'm trying to see. Wait, there's so many great ones. The keg of nails. King of nails. Keg of nails. It's like keg- literally a keg full of nails. I got one, what one or two right one the egg ball that's it so far oh lord uh, the uh, the keg of nails Louisville Cincinnati okay I didn't even know that was a rivalry the Paul Bunyan Trophy oh man Paul now I've heard of this one you should have Paul Bunyan Trophy I am not gonna get this um is it in the SEC no oh wait 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 don't give it to me Big Ten it is in the Big Ten okay now we're getting somewhere. Paul Bunyan, Michigan, Michigan State. There it is. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. What about Paul Bunyan's axe? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I'm going to stay with Michigan State. Nope. No, I'm going to stay with Michigan. Nope. Oh, Lord. Wisconsin, <laughs> Minnesota. <laughs> I know. I should have I thought Minnesota. I See, I was going to say Michigan or Michigan State in Minnesota. This one I didn't know about, but apparently it's been going on for a little while now. The Okefenokee Ore. Uh, or. Like a or. Like the thing you paddle yeah. a boat with. An Okefenokee or. Oh, man. Oh, man. Use your context clues. The Okefenokee or. I'm not going to get this. Georgia, Florida. Apparently, it started back wow. in like 2008. First time Georgia took it home was 2011. Wow. I mean, I the Okefenokee or carved out of a 100-year-old cypress tree. From the Okefenokee Swamp, which of know course is on the Georgia-Florida border. Uh, the Little Brown Jug. Little Brown Jug. I'm going to just go some, like, Alabama. and There's not. <laughs> Michigan and uh, uh, Minnesota. How many rivalries do the, they have a lot, in the Big Ten? All right? A lot. That's why they be spilling all that tradition, tradition, tradition all the time talking about Big Ten. Still, the egg, the egg Bowl has to be up there. I know – we are we're coming up on it here, but just some really cool trophies out there. Uh, my my favorite one might be uh, from the FCS, and it is the Brawl of the Wild. Brawl of the Wild. Yes. Who is that? The Brawl of the Wild, Cam. Who might that be? I, I need you to guess. Uh, North Dakota State and. Anonymous. Not not bad. Montana, Montana State playing the Brawl of the Wild. They play for the Great Divide Trophy. We've got to take a quick break. We'll be back with more right here on Second Down. Down on ESPN Radio is presented to you by the Uniform Source. Big three and out coming up next. Guys, we'll be breaking down the news. Dan Mullen, no longer the head football coach at the University of Florida. So, I mean, 
catch up with Ben Troop, former Florida All-American. Who does he think should be the next guy in Gainesville? Think uh, the guy he likes. Name starts with L and ends with Ain Kiffin uh, as the next head coach for Florida. But does Lane Kiffin try to hold out for that Miami job? So Ben will break all that down coming up next. Also recapping a wild weekend in college football. Arkansas just that close. That close. If they had covered one Alabama receiver one time, they may have had a chance to pull off the upset. So all that coming up next on 3 and Out. If you're in Savannah, coming up a little bit later, the Danny Britt Show, uh, catching up with BC head coach Danny Britt as they get ready to take on Marist in round three of the GHSA playoffs. Also, uh, Calvary Day stays unbeaten. They're getting ready to host another playoff game, Pierce County as cool. well, and Appling County doing big things there as well. So, so much going on in the world of high school football. We'll be breaking that down with PJ Zuko a little bit later in the week. For Cam Rursery, I am Christian Gokel. If you miss any portion of our show today, you can check us out on ESPNCoastal.com. Also, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, SoundCloud. If there is a way to hear us, we are out there. We will catch up with everyone tomorrow.